Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hello, fellow Patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and hump day. Aloha's great to have you along. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. So the uh, latest uh, attack that has been launched on President Trump through the authorship of uh, another uh, never-Trumper surfaces. And uh, joining me to talk about it today is uh, Brian Boyd. Brian's a 30-year-plus professional intelligence analyst and CT specialist, former Beret, was part of the leadership of JSOC overseeing all our special forces, SEAL Team 6 and Delta and all the rest, serves in the uh, Departments of Defense, Justice and Treasury. Brian, pleasure to have you back. How are you, sir? Nice to hear you again, Bob. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Yes, sir. It is a, a gorgeous summertime day here in uh, in South Carolina, despite the uh, latest effort. You know, it's amazing to me, Brian. We've seen uh, so many uh, hoaxes, uh, so many uh, attempts to... Uh, to derail the Trump presidency, the Russia collusion hoax, uh, the Mueller investigation. It's one thing after another. Most recently, of course, John Bolton, who from some of the reports that I read, Brian, spent most of his time at the White House as a national security advisor, locked in his office, I guess, putting together the manuscript for his book. And now uh, the uh, bitter niece decides to write a screed as well. Yep, and I was on another radio station giving my my take on the John Bolton book and what's going on behind that. But when you look at the niece, her whole incentive on this thing is simply greed, if nothing else. Sure. When you when you, when you look into it, and I did because I was following it before I got invited to come on your show. This goes back some twenty years when she felt like her grandfather cheated her out of her fair share of the estate. Correct. And then when that happened, uh, she said that now she starts going back and she attacks Trump. Now, here's the paradox. It's not so much anti-Trump. When you listen to her opening statement where she said Fred was a high-functioning sociopath who short-circuited Donald Trump's ability to develop and become experienced, yada, 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 the whole indictment's on her, her uh, Fred and the family. So she's really attacking the family. And when she says it was Fred's fault that Donald Trump turned into what 
the most <laughs> the world's most dangerous man. Right. I'm thinking, well, who are you? Who's she indicting? She's indicting the family, and she's mad at the family. And you know what she says about Trump is no news to everybody that's known the man for the last several years, whether they voted for him or not. So is he a narcissist? I think it would be hard to prove that he's not. Very few politicians are not narcissistic. <laughs> They've Too got true. to be to be in politics. Yeah, exactly. So, it goes. It's in the DNA, right? That's right. You'd have to, be, you know, you have to be crazy to be a politician. I mean, it's the, <laughs> the second lowest occupation after being a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and it's and it's unsurprising, I guess, that this book is now about to drop, despite uh, lawsuits. Uh, because ever since the president has been elected, as as you know, Brian, we've followed this. There's been a stream of these books, Bolton's and Mary Trump's, merely the latest uh, from these hollow people. And they're not really about Trump. Uh, they, they each, uh, in my estimation, display for everybody to see uh, the angry emptiness of the writers themselves. Yeah, and here's the paradox uh before I got invited on your show, I tried to look into why she did this, you know, and that's obvious because of it's all about the money. It has nothing to do with anything about, about a personality. The paradox is if he gets reelected, nobody's going to read the book. If he does not get elected, nobody's going to read the book. The woman's <laughs> only got a hundred days and that's the paradox. It's, yeah. it's not a worthy document. Uh, I, I tried to listen to some of the other radio and TV stations who saw the early releases on that. This is the White House uh, reaction to it. And it's only 100 and some odd pages. It's not like the Bolton treatise, which is 500 pages of boredom. Yawn. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I keep thinking about why do I even want to read the book? I mean, Comey's book was terrible, too. Sure. And now and he can't defend it now that it's out. He tried to make a mint off of that because he got fired. But. You know, the thing with the with the niece, uh, it just it just reeks of nothing but anger. Supposedly she's a trained psychologist, but she hasn't seen Donald in 20 years. Right. She's going back to some things when he was younger. Uh, you know, but it, it's it. She makes it very clear she's angry because she was cheated out of the estate because she says, and apparently she's the one who gave the source of the taxes to the New York Times. Yes. And what she's saying is they undervalued the estate. So she didn't get her fair share. Well, you know, we know all kinds of people kill people for being angry and not getting their fair share in a will. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, it. But you're right. I mean, the the shelf life, both for Bolton's book and for uh, this latest travesty, the shelf life is is really really short here. So I guess that's why the publisher uh, Simon and Schuster said, "Yeah, let's go ahead and and make hay while the sun shines." Yeah, and she's not on the news because the uh, agreement that she signed was that she couldn't talk about it. So the only way the publisher is going to make any money is to get it out early, hoping that people will buy it. Right. Um, you know, I, I've been asked to write a book because of all the things I did over the years, because I worked for Defense, Justice, and Treasury. I'm one of the few intelligence people that worked in all three of those agencies. Mm -hmm. But I, I told my friends, I said, it's not worth it to write a book because the only people who read books like that are our enemies. Uh, friends of mine, two, uh, two generals, and uh, obviously the former director of the CIA, Bob Gates, has written two books, both of which are very worthwhile reading. Right. If you want to get a take on how the White House makes decisions, both under Bush and Obama, because he was there for both administrations. Mm -hmm. Those are worth reading. But only very few people in history read about, but our enemies read how we do these things. And so the Bolton book, to me, 
is a paradox, not a paradox, it's a travesty, because he's so bitter, he's, he's so superior in his attitude. If he was on our, your show right now, he would look down his nose at you and me and think he's superior to both of us. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I had an opportunity to interview Ambassador Bolton here about the same oh, really? time that uh, President Trump, now President Trump, was speculating about running for the office. And, and that was the impression that I got from Ambassador Bolton as well, that, you know, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room, and who are you to question me about anything? Yeah, I tell you what's funny. When he when the excerpts came out and I started to learn what was going on, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise that people do it. The problem I have is twofold. Number one, he makes a comment about he had a burn bag in his office. I had a burn bag, too. The bad thing is he broke the law, and it's going to be hard to prosecute him because he took notes, and notes become documents, too. They're not supposed to be ferreted out of the uh, out of the White House, and he was Correct. obviously doing it. Right Now, he may, taking verbatim both. Uh, uh, notes is forbidden. So he, he obviously nobody could keep that kind of a mindset of that much detail unless he was keeping copious notes and bringing them home. Okay, Comey does the same thing. He takes stuff home and he claims it's his personal property. And yet right, claiming uh, claiming he was memorializing events. Right. 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 But he all they all had long range plans. The, the ironic thing about Bolton is this. He's the only person, I think, in history next to Judas Iscariot and, uh, and uh, the other one. I can't think of his name. My, my brain just died that committed treason and they're in the Civil War. My brain will come back here in a minute. Because when it came out, the Secretary of State, uh, Pompeo, said the man was a traitor. That's right. pretty heavy. I mean, that's very heavy comments. It wasn't saying it was untruth, it was traitor, but the paradox that same day, Adam Schiff, who's on the other far end of the spectrum, claimed that Bolton was a coward. So he's <laughs> a man without a country. Here's Bolton, a man without a country, hoping to cash in on a book, which I think is already no longer of interest. It was there for a week. Right. Nobody's talking about it anymore. He's on the news a little bit. But I don't think, I think it's come and gone because what was been revealed in the excerpts is not worth buying the book to read it further because it all came out in excerpts. So why buy the book? You yeah, know, good point. Good point. Uh, Our enemies will read it. Our enemies oh, sure. will read it. Right. And well, that's how... all right. And, and there's a and there's a reason, of course, why if you uh, write a book uh, that, that has the uh, the potential to expose uh, sources and methods, uh, that's why it has to go through the censor at Langley to make sure you're not doing that. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, President uh, Trump today uh, warning his fellow Republicans that in the wake of what what's going on right now, uh, all the anarchy in the streets, that uh, they they better toughen up and and stand up against these left wing causes. Where do you where do you see all this going, Brian? I think uh, maybe kind of a. way to comment we've lost our moral compass with this whole issue of defunding the police yeah and and statements by the black lives matter movement which is not about black people it's a marxist movement it has very little to do with black civil rights that many of the black people many leadership say this is nothing like what martin luther king would have stood for surround himself because you know killing black police officers in st louis and killing a black federal agent in california you know, and then burning a Wendy's, which is black owned. I mean, this right. doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know? shooting shooting an eight year old black girl in Atlanta. That's right. And then uh, making all kinds of claims. But the, the 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 whole issue is if we don't get back to the basics of our our basic moral compass, 
Uh, it has to do with our loss of morality. I guess maybe that's it. You know, a lot of issues that Trump stands for, and I'm hoping that the majority of Americans stand for, is to do the things that we built this country on in the beginning. And a lot of it's being lost. This idea of knocking down statues and right. even attacking Jesus Christ because he's white. Well, Jesus Christ was from the Middle East, so you know, where does that <laughs> Yeah, a little off base on that one. <laughs> yeah, people don't have a good sense of history. You know, uh, I was telling somebody the other day they should read the American Patriot Bible. It's filled with all kinds of American history in it. It was given mm-hmm. me as a gift when I came out of Special Forces. And in the book of Matthew, there's a statement saying that in 1957, a teenage boy from Ohio took Matthew 18, I think, or 19, and took it and gave it to the state of Ohio. It's been their Ohio uh, motto since 57. It's with God, all things are possible. Yep. And what people have lost is that same era, both houses of the American Congress, both houses, unanimously voted for and gave it to the new president, Eisenhower, and he put it into our Pledge of Allegiance. You could not get that through this Congress today. No, never happened. Never happened. And and it's it's sad. Uh, you're right. We, we have seen, uh, uh, we, we find ourselves uh, way down in the gutter, and we better pull ourselves up here or we're going to find ourselves uh, fighting for the very existence of this republic. Brian, thank you very much for your time today, as always, sir. Brian Boyd, uh, former uh, professional intelligence analyst and CT specialist, been all over government. Uh, Brian, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for your service, sir, and uh, Dio Presso Lieber. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for saying that. Airborne. <laughs> all the way. Thanks, Brian. Good to have you here, sir. 18 after 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more here on the Wednesday edition on WORD. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. 524 here on the uh, Bobby Mack Show. Yeah, I don't know what these Larkin Rose commercials are about. Uh, Bobby, I'm just curious. What is this Larkin Rose commercial that uh, you guys were airing? I hope that when he says you should follow your conscience, it's a conscience that's in line with God's word. Yeah, me too. Uh, Bobby, I felt like uh, someone and somehow, some way, the powers that be would use this COVID-19 as a gun control issue. But I keep wondering how. Well, today, there's a story about it causing brain damage, COVID-19, that is. Well, a light bulb went off, be it a tad dim, and uh, that's it. 
can't have any of these brain-damaged COVID-19 sufferers armed, can we? And who says who's had it? The same powers that be? Gotcha. Uh, Bobby, how much do uh, John Bolton's and Mary Trump's books cost, anyway? 30 pieces of silver from uh, Bobby in uh, Pickens. Uh, Bobby, who was that publisher again? Simon and Shyster? (laughs) Hey, Bobby, can you help me out here, please? Am I a sexist or a racist when I tell an uh, off-color joke from uh, Eddie in, uh, in Traveler's Rest? Now, I talked earlier about the lunacy in Seattle where they had these uh, segregated uh, meetings, these uh, seminars for uh, white city employees to uh, uh, convince them of their complicity in racism and uh, one thing and the other. We, we posted the entire story on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1063WORD. The danger with many of these people, and we're seeing it with these roadblocks, and what have you. How about the irony of the one in Seattle? Uh, you've got uh, two white women who are joined up with the Black Lives Matter protest out in the middle of Interstate 5, one of the busiest in America, by the way, in the middle of the night, 1.30 in the morning, trying to stop traffic as a protest. Along comes a guy in a Jaguar and uh, runs him down, kills one. The other one is, I guess, still hospitalized. And the driver of the, of the car who hits the two white women who are out protesting with BLM, the driver of the car is black. <laughs> I mean, you know, your woke sensibilities just start spinning. But we've seen uh, the way that uh, BLM and Antifa in, in institutionalize violence. How about this today? A radical BLM activist... She's a white woman, by the way, took to social media to give her fellow leftist advice on how to break into vehicles attempting to pass through their protest and remove the drivers to be beaten. The woman wearing a BLM uh, baseball cap explains how an emergency escape tool can be used to break into drivers' windows with a feature that allows their seat belts to be cut so they can be forcibly removed from the vehicle. Okay, she said, so I've seen some videos online of some out-of-control cars driving into crowds and things like that. Well, first place, the cars are not out of control. They're trying to get away. What she meant was, I've seen some cars getting away when protesters tried to stop them. Here's a tool which should hopefully smash their window and cut their seatbelt so we can drag them out and give him a beat down. She then holds up a car emergency escape hammer, you may have one in your vehicle, explaining how it would be used to break into a car rather than escape from it. Quote, and let me tell you, this is about $10 online, it's an emergency window breaker, and it even has a keychain. So you put it on a keychain, Put it on your bag and you can rip it off. And in case of an emergency, you push this onto their window and it gives you access to the vehicle that may be about to hurt you and your friends. It also has a seatbelt cutter if you need to remove the person from the car. You think this uh, radical lunatic is uh, unaware 
that a driver would be well within his or her rights to use deadly force against anyone who forcibly breaks into their vehicle to harm them? And puts this out there after multiple reports and videos have emerged showing BLM rioters assaulting people in their vehicles, blocking roads, resulting in some instances of cars moving through the crowds in different states? Latest incident happened last week. The one I referenced, it was in Seattle. You know, they're lunatics. They have no respect for any laws. And, and, and what's worse, you know, we have uh, those in uh, official positions, like the head of the Washington State Highway Patrol. They had blocked off some of the entrances from downtown Seattle onto I-5. And uh, this guy found another way around to get on the interstate and ended up running two of these women down. And now the head of the uh, highway patrol says, well, maybe we should rethink uh, our approach on, uh, you think? Maybe we should rethink it, allowing protesters to go out in the middle of a busy interstate at 1.30 in the morning. And they're surprised that somebody got hit? It would be surprising if somebody didn't. 5.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Little Annie is ready to go in the news center. I'm right back on the other side. Oh, and uh, coming up, uh, today's edition of ATF. And by the way, I got a text message yesterday. Uh, somebody said, hey, Bobby, uh, whatever happened to boneheads in the news? That's a good question. Uh, it's been on uh, hiatus for a while, but it's back today in the next hour. All that and more still ahead here on the Bobby Mack Show. Welcome back, 537 now, 23 before 6 here on the Bobby Mack Show. ATF is on the way. First of all, the text line, hey, Bobby, I have one of those emergency escape tools, too. Mine says 9 millimeter on the side. Yeah, mine says Colt Defender 45 ACP. Uh, Bobby, I'll save those protesters the trouble of breaking my car window with their escape tool. I'll send a couple of hollow points through it for them. Hey, Bobby Mack, that escape hammer is a real time saver. Keeps me from having to wait for my window to roll down before I introduce them to Mr. Glock. Hey, Bobby, is uh, Antifa also giving lessons on how to stop catastrophic blood loss? Uh, Bobby, I got a tool here as well. It's called a 12-gauge flare gun. <laughs> and this one. So, Bobby, uh, they're planning on bringing a... Uh, a uh, window-breaking and seat-belt-cutting tool to a gunfight? Good luck with that. All right, here we go. Here's Gary. Good voice. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True. <laughs> we almost lost the facts part there. <laughs> Didn't give Gary an opportunity to finish. Joined uh, today again... Uh, by the Bobettes, Miss Moneypenny in the studio. Hello, hello. There you go. And <laughs> little Annie, who is joining us from parts unknown. 
uh, while she's uh, doing the news uh, remotely. Uh, I'm in Hades. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Here we go with uh, ATF for today. You know, a lot of interesting uh, products are finding a new life in the wake of uh, COVID-19. The newest product that sold out everywhere is... Drum roll. Beach chairs. Yeah. What? Yeah. People are buying them for socially distanced outside activities. And so as a result, they're becoming harder to find. Like the camping chairs. There you go. Oh, gotcha. Now, this is definitely one way for tourist uh, destinations to get people to come back. Surefire way to work. A campsite in Tarragona, Spain is offering... Corona, uh, coronavirus test on site to all guests. <laughs> who could uh, who could resist the temptation? Uh, they're doing it so they can make sure everyone inside is healthy and nobody will need masks or distancing, which is an advantage. Meantime, the EPA has approved two Lysol products as way as uh, opportunities and ways to disinfect surfaces to protect against uh, the Wuhan flu. But uh, no drinking the stuff, please. All right. (laughs) And you might be surprised how often your virtual assistant thinks you're asking it a question. Every time you say you can listen to this on Alexa. (laughs) A new study (laughs) in Germany. Found a ton of words that can accidentally trigger, uh-oh, they're being triggered, Alexa, Siri, or Google Assistant. There they went. Yeah. Researchers set up devices next to TVs, played hundreds of hours of shows like Game of Thrones, Modern Family, and news broadcasts. They found over a thousand words and phrases that can trigger Alexa, Siri, etc. <laughs> uh, for example, Alexa gets confused by the words, unacceptable and election and google home (laughs) google home can be triggered by the phrase okay cool there you go i will turn the temperature down uses a lot of people yeah Yeah. now you know forewarned is forearmed uh there's a (laughs) gif that's been turned into a t-shirt for sale on the internet and it says how many lows could rob low rob if rob low could rob lows that's good. Yeah. Uh, he was on Conan last night, the real Rob Lowe, and said he contacted Lowe's headquarters to see if uh, the home improvement store would like to capitalize on the viral humor. Uh, here's what he said happened next. I was like, hmm, how do I get a piece of this? So I had my, my managers and agents call Lowe's and say, this is an Internet thing. It's a sensation. It's on the Internet. It's this kind of cool, subversive thing. There are shirts being sold. We should do something with Lowe's. And they were like, we don't really see the connection. (laughs) (laughs) They said no one's really buying things over the Internet. Just relax. That's what the people at Lowe's said. They didn't get it. No. Nobody's uh, really buying things. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Way to keep up with uh, current events there uh, at Lowe's. Holy cow. Meantime, our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, was on Fox News Monday night. If you have TikTok, uh, you may want to get rid of it. The uh, Secretary of State said the U.S. may ban TikTok because our friends in China, China, President Trump comes from China, uh, the Chinese are using it to spy on people. 
With respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones, I can assure you the United States will get this one right too, Laura. I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Would you recommend that people download that app on their phones? Only if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, because that's uh, the Chinese Chinese intelligence agencies are the ones who built the thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Meantime, a mom in Tampa out on a pontoon boat with her family on the 4th of July. Uh, did I mention she was pregnant? Uh-uh. Yeah. Was she a mom before she got on the pontoon? Yes, she was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and after. <laughs> because while out on the pontoon boat, she went into labor. And, uh, yeah, you guessed it, ended up giving birth right there on the boat. Man, that's some rough water. Here's the way it sounded. He was ready. I haven't delivered that fast ever. Our friends that were on the boat were driving and distracting our children that we had on the boat. So my husband had called 911. They were walking him through it. The baby's head was coming out. The medics actually got on the boat right when they needed to be. So about a minute later, they delivered the baby. Wow. (laughs) Talking about water, bro. In a uh, in a manner of speaking, yeah. And and while we're on the topic of uh, birthing, a woman was checking out a baby crow that had fallen out of its nest. Aww. Yeah, uh, she meant well, uh, but she forgot about the mommy crow up in the tree that didn't like it, and, and so she uh, she expressed her displeasure at the woman messing with her baby. The little baby crow. The mom's mad at me. Oh, 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 oh. oh my God! Oh God! That is the thing I've ever seen. If uh, if you were assuming uh, the crow <clears throat> relieved itself uh, on the woman, uh, you would be correct. Guy filming the whole thing thought it was hysterical. Uh, the woman, well, not you know, so much. no, not not uh, not so much indeed. Yeah, well, you know what they say, uh, every uh, every good turn and all that. Right? Oh. <laughs> Finally, a uh, guy uh, down under in Australia was driving when he realized a venomous snake was in his truck. They're everywhere in Australia, anyway. They are. They are. Uh, it was, uh, he thought it bit him before he managed to kill it with a knife. So he started driving to the hospital, uh, when he got pulled over for speeding, uh, the cops just released the body cam footage. Paramedics determined the snake had not actually bitten him, which was a really good thing because it was a brown snake, one of the deadliest in the world. Oh my gosh. Uh, not clear if he got a ticket, but it sounds like they gave him a break. Here's the audio. You found a snake in your car. There was a brown, it's in the back of the tray, mate. And it just came around, like up and around, and then came like um, in between my legs. And the more I moved my legs, the more, because it's pretty big, it yeah, started yeah, to wrap yeah. around me. And then its head just started <laughs> striking at the chair. Yeah, it's pretty bloody um, terrifying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, no, I would be too. Yeah. So uh, poor Jay, he figured he'd had enough trauma for one day and didn't give him a ticket. And uh, finally, in ATF today, a golf story. (laughs) Right up your alley.
A guy in Wisconsin was trying to shoot a groundhog, but the bullet ricocheted off a tree and hit a golfer on the course next to his house. Uh, Luckily, the the golfer survived. Uh, Remind anybody of Caddyshack? Uh, uh, the other one, uh, Money Penny. The the next one. She's looking. That was the only one I have, Bobby. No, you have oh. another one. We can wait. <laughs> you see? I'm all right. There you go. Don't nobody, Don't nobody worry about, about me. me. <laughs> Why you want to give me your thing? Uh, actually, it was uh, it was Bill Murray <clears throat> uh, with uh, the uh, greenskeeper. Well, you know the scene. Or if you don't, it's not uh, You blew it, Money Penny. I got it. I got it. Oh, you, oh, you found it. Yes. Oh, so we don't have to sing anymore. Okay, let's hear it. Bring it, Money Penny. Oh, now she found it, but it won't play. Now it's not playing. Wait, 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 wait. Is that one it now? Yes. I want you to kill every gopher on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! You're great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! We can do that. Aye. We don't even have to have a reason. Do it, man! All right, let's do the same thing, but with golfers. Rush! <laughs> not, not quite sure that was worth the wait, but... Uh, oh, wait oh, man, furry rodents. <laughs> The little brown furry rodent. You got to. Ki- I want you to go out there and kill every gopher on the course. Now that was worth the wait. <laughs> that was worth the wait. Uh, there we go. There, there. Finally, there is today's extended edition of, uh, of ATF. Uh, thank you, ladies. Appreciate the Bobettes joining me as always. Uh, Five forty-nine here on the Bobby Mac Show. We'll be right back. Right after I kill every gopher on the course. How true in on the text line. Hey, Bobby, think about what Lysol just did. Uh, The coronavirus cannot be caught by touching surfaces, they now say. Lysol is advertising that it kills coronavirus on surfaces. That means they didn't change anything at all. What a great new marketing concept to sell their product. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Bobby, this morning Vince had a guest on who talked about uh, TikTok and a few other Chinese-owned apps and phones, you essentially become an agent of the Chinese by proxy 
when you use these things. Uh, Bobby, I would never mess with a crow. Those things never forget anything. That is absolute. People don't realize crows are one of the smartest animals on the planet. They can not only use tools, they can actually make tools to use. Uh, they also have facial recognition technology. People they don't like, they remember them. Bobby, when you're talking about the guy that had the snake in his car, I couldn't but th- couldn't help but think about Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Uh, to the phones we go. Let's get uh, Pat in here quickly before we wrap up the 5 o'clock finally. Hello, Pat. How are you today? Pretty good. That Lysol works. It's worked for me for 50 years. You bet. I use it. When they come down, they're coming down with a sore throat or something, I go through the whole house with it. Yeah, good idea. And if you can smell it, if you can smell it and taste it, it's getting into your system. Well, I, I don't know that I want to be tasting it. Smelling it is okay. Well, it, it's, <laughs> well if you're smelling it, it's going in the nose. Well, that's your right. nose and throat yeah. are connected. Yeah, that's right. That's the same way that uh, COVID goes in, right? Yep, it is. And I always heard you can't fix stupid. <laughs> well, well, a Jaguar just did it. A uh, 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 what did? That Jaguar. Oh, the the uh, the the car, car. in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yep, I bet you that one woman won't do it again. Well, uh, you know, my my saying is you can fix stupid, uh, but it's going to hurt. <laughs> it hurts. And uh, this new tool that uh, that they're using to break it into people's cars and whatnot, yeah. does this come along the same aspect as the gun and the bullet where you can sue the maker? Can we go back and sue these people for all the problems they're tool is doing uh probably not because uh i'm i'm thinking that uh the uh, uh the way things are going uh, with every fortune 500 company in america taking a knee to these people uh the the, the company is uh, probably uh, providing them free now to blm yeah well i tell you they did it to me i'd have a lawyer fast i hear you pat i, I gotta run but uh, i appreciate the call um uh, one more to go. Bonus hour is still ahead here on the Bobby Mack Show on Hump Day on WORD. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.